Right team, hope we are all doing very, very well. Hope everyone's had a great day so far. So tonight we are very, very lucky to have the awesome Johnny Lawrence with us. And I know that I've been rambling about Johnny for the last three, four weeks or so. Um, you guys are going to take so, so much from this session and all the subsequent sessions that are going to come after this, hopefully, there is going to be some serious gold here tonight, guys. So I'm don't, not going to... Don't oversell it, will you? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, I'm I'm not going to introduce Johnny. He's going to do a much, much better ver uh, version of that than I possibly could. Um, but I just wanted to say, guys, make sure you've got a cup of something nice. One of the very few warm drinks you're going to have uh, this month. Enjoy it whilst you're on half term. And we're going to jump straight into it. So, Johnny, I'm going to mute um, and take it away. Thanks, bud. Thanks for that. Uh, as I said, don't oversell it. You know, <laughs> no pressure. Um, Hi guys, my name is Johnny Lawrence, uh, known more commonly as the self-development coach, and uh, I'm the founder of something called the School of Self-Development, more so the host of a podcast called the Self-Development Podcast, and uh, I've basically dedicated the rest of my life to helping people with their self-development. Now that sounds really cheesy and American, and I'm sorry about that, but what that means is that I grew up in a certain environment that was very challenging, and uh, a bit later on in life, I realized some of the reasons why I was uh, experiencing things the way I was. And I sought out therapy and uh, I ended up realizing that I had a knack for helping people with their self-development. And what that means is that I realized that education is really important. And so is ex education is very important, but so is experience. Uh, I've had, I'm a... Um, survivor of um, childhood trauma. And uh, it's difficult. It's even difficult to say now. It, it takes me by surprise. And uh, witness to domestic violence. And what that did is it shaped everything I did in my life, every relationship I had, every decision I made, every job I took, everything. It, it shaped everything. And um, it wasn't until um, I met my wife, who's now my wife, and uh, we got married. And I started to see that brighter days could be ahead. But my trauma was still kicking in. I had, I had problems around alcohol. Um, I used alcohol to suppress trauma and that wasn't a very good idea. It didn't work very well for me, or at least it did in the beginning. But eventually, I was, as you can imagine, it has um, pretty dire side effects. And it wasn't until um, my wife and I had our first son that I realized that something was significantly wrong because when my son came out, I had this anticipation of this feeling of um, joy, happiness, pride, <laughs> relief, whatever. And um, I did have those feelings, but I equally had feelings of um, pain. And what that pain was is because of the way my father treated me and my brothers and sisters, that I had a new context that I'd never had before. I was now a parent. So now I was looking at my son and I was thinking to myself, I love you, I'll do anything for you, I'm gonna protect you, all those things. But I was also thinking, how can you do this to somebody? And I had like a little meltdown, a little shutdown. And the problem with that is my wife kind of needed me. It was kind of hard being a parent for the first time. And uh, she really did need some help. And uh, I used alcohol as a crutch. And that, was, that worked for a little while until it didn't. And what I've done is I've gone on a self-development journey. I went right back to the beginning. And I'm going to be starting at the beginning with you guys today. Uh, and I went right back to my values. And um, values are the foundation of everything. And they're very easily adopted. 
from other people and they're very easily confused for things they're not. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hit, and I'm not very good at this, so bear with me. <laughs> I'm going to hit this. Can everybody see that? Okay, if we can just give a thumbs up, that'd be useful. Great, cool. Okay, so I call this presentation Redefining Our Values. And oh, I always start with what are values? So, I mean, what I'd really love to know is what are values to you? Is anyone brave enough to answer that question? What do values mean to you? Come I'll on. Kick, I'll kick us off, Johnny. Yeah, go for it. I'll take the first bullet. Um, it's hard. I put myself on the spot there, haven't I? Um, th values, things that I things that dictate my actions, things that I put above everything else, maybe. Yeah. Obviously, you could say things that I value would be an obvious one, but things that I put above everything else. Okay. Doesn't that's feel the, like the right answer. No, but th th that's the thing about this. There's no right or wrong answer. I want to know what values mean to you. Um, anyone else? It would be really helpful. Anybody? No wrong or right answer. For me, it's um, things that are important to everyday life in my life day to day amazing yeah great answer yeah anyone else no chance <laughs> everyone's like all of a sudden screens are going to start going black right <laughs> right um well you can see here there's a definition here taken straight from the dictionary um can't tell you which one i know you're a teacher so i've got the fear a little bit you know but uh principles or standards so think about what that means, principles or standards. And then you've got behavior. So a lot of you are right. These are things that dictate our behavior. What, what's right and what's wrong? You know, what, what, we, what our preferences are. And uh, as it carries on, it says, one's judgment of what is important in life. And then there's an example here of they internalize their parents' rules and values, which is a really good example. So you're starting to get the idea now of where values might be coming from down the line um sorry every time i touch the button it does it twice i'm not sure why <laughs> um so where do they come from well most values come from our parents or extended families i don't know about you but when i was a kid everyone was my auntie and uncle um <laughs> all the neighbors and everybody so uh, there was a real sense of wider family and uh, they all had different values you know um your parents you know like i know that um my wife's dad always says to her always says somewhere about being on time and saying, you know, if you're, if you're five minutes um, before the time you should be there, you're late <laughs> and anything before that, then you're on time. And uh, what it means is like me and my two sons, um, we literally wait, we wait. We know that in a minute, she's going to start freaking out that we're going to be late. And there's all this crazy nonsensical panic that comes. And it's a value that's been installed in her um, that she didn't realize. Cause that's the way I see values. I think of it like, um, wherever my phone is like this phone is the hardware yeah and what's installed on it is the software but the hardware is useless to us if it didn't have the software in it we wouldn't be able to do anything with it it'd just be a solid thing that you could throw at someone probably <laughs> but otherwise now it's got the software on it it works and what happens what what's apple do if you've got or any phone i'd imagine what does it do when your software is out of date doesn't leave you alone <laughs> all of a sudden things start not working properly things start like getting cross-communicated and all of a sudden your favorite app needs updating and always so it basically forces you into updating 
So our family values are born from sometimes social or cultural values. Um, my dad was, um, is a Nigerian and he installed some, I have to admit, pretty unhealthy Nigerian values that didn't quite translate to the UK. But um, nonetheless, I got cultural values from him. Social values as well, how people behave, you know, like, are you going in the pub culture? Um, you know, were you a kid that was always in the pub playing the machines? Or was you one that was always outside? Or was you a bit of both? You know, how, how does that all play into your to your value system? You know, because I know if you're in a pub, you might be getting your values from some, some different type of people, <laughs> especially when you're young. Um, as life goes on, new contexts and experiences may challenge or change our longstanding values. Now, what that means is that, you know, what I know for sure that when I was when I was 30 years old, that if I had tried to sort of carry on with the values that I'd done when I was 20, I might not have made it to 40. <laughs> because the thing is about what we value when we're 20 is going to be different when we're 30. The problem is sometimes we don't think to update. So we'll carry those values from 20 through to 30. And then we wonder why we're not enjoying something or we wonder why something doesn't feel quite right. Or we wonder why, 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 why about anything? You know, we, we have a bit of confusion around it. So I always find as well with clients that it's usually the big O birthdays that do it. You know, no one's stressing out a bit becoming 36. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem to stress you out. But you, you, four years later, when you're 40, everything starts going on. People buy Ferraris, all sorts of stuff. You know, so it, it does, it's around them zero birthdays that people start to get a bit concerned and they start to sort of check themselves, really. I know I did when I was 40. I, I look back over some of the things I was doing and realized a few things. And sometimes it's time to update some values. Individual values reflect how we live our lives and what we consider important for our own self-interests, which I believe somebody said um, is true. It, it sort of navigates us through what we're doing. You know, we, 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 we check our values and we know what we don't and don't like. And as, as we get older and older, we start to um, know a little bit more about what we like and don't like. The qualities of your values will be determined by the source of your beliefs. So your belief systems is something that um, can, comes from your parents predominantly or from your carers uh, for whoever's looking after you. Um, and those belief systems can be things like, I don't know, um, has anyone got anything that they believe, they really believe? Go on, Charlie. So think, think about it like, I don't know, um, uh, do you believe kids should be seen and not heard? Something like that. And the one that pops into my mind, I remember my mum always used to say, you get out of life what you put into it. Yeah. That's yeah. one that's always in my head. And I don't have many things like that from my parents, but that's that's one. Um, actually, one from my dad was about um, failing to plan is planning to fail. Yeah. Right. Not, not as quite as optimistic and positive, but you know. Yeah, because values and beliefs are linked. They, they, they link each other. They sort of feed off of each other. And that's sometimes how it's really hard to change a belief for. Or, or a value because one or the other is not ready yet, if that makes sense. You might not be in the right time of life for that. I know that there's certain aspects of our life. I don't know how many of you here are parents, but I know we had to give up quite a bit <laughs> when we became parents. Um, we didn't really have much choice or warning. It just happened. And uh, that was the way it is. Um, so another way to look at it as well is, uh, for example, when your beliefs are tied to an expert or authority such as a government, education, religion, media, popular culture, or your parents, your beliefs are only as solid as that authority. 
Now, this is always controversial when I say this, but if we think about people that grew up watching Bill Cosby or Jimmy Savile um, or Rolf Harris, you know, all of us at one point would have, I certainly did as, as, as a black kid growing up, I looked at Bill Cosby and some of the things he was putting out, um, how he was representing black people and how he was showing what's possible. A lot of that came to sort of form my value systems. Um, also used to watch Rolf Harris, you no know, drawing on the TV, you know, he seemed like a really nice guy and all that sort of stuff, good morals. And then you've obviously got the obvious one, Jimmy Savile, you know, he sort of tricked everyone for a very long time. And he put a lot of values, all of them three, put a lot of values into a generation. What do you think happens when things come out about these people and it doesn't align with their values? People don't just question the person, they question the values too. And it can be a real, real rock. That's why some people take it really hard when famous people that they never met die and they get really, really upset about it. It's because they were, they were part of their upbringing. You know, they were part of the people that formed their value systems and their beliefs. Um, and they have memories and feelings attached to that. When doubt is cast on the source of your beliefs, your derived beliefs are cast in doubt along with any associated values. So just as I said, it throws things into doubt. You have to embed them values as part of who you are and realize that they're part of who you are. Um, commonly, this plays out in disgraced role models and discredited authority figures and often causes shaken values. So again, like I said, it can really challenge your value system. Oh. Let's double check that. Yeah, great. But another a valuable perspective on values is this. What's important to understand, and this is my take on it, is values are not instinctively who you are. And that's important because you think they are. You think, oh, values is who I am. But actually, they actually are what you would like to be. Because we are who we are. We can't help it. We have thoughts that we don't like. We take actions we don't like. We say things we don't like. I'm sure all of us have said something we regret today, probably. <laughs> um, it, it's part of who we are. It's our instinct. It's, it's, we're humans. Yeah, no one's perfect. So we have these, these instincts that we have, and then we have what we'd prefer to happen instead. So we have all the behaviors that vary in degrees that you might deem unhelpful to yourself and others. So it's not just, you know, if you ever ask yourself, oh my God, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep going with the same person? Why do I keep getting the same crappy job? Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep doing that? Whatever it is, because it comes down to your values somewhere. And that's the magic of values because they create a foundation that you can always go back to. It would seem to make sense that you must first accept who you instinctively are to allow yourself to inform yourself of what you would like to be. And that's what's important here. And that sounds a bit counterintuitive. I say, accept yourself and then change yourself. But that's what I'm saying in essence is it's like having a job that you really, really love, but you just would like to get paid a bit more money for it. You don't want to change the job. You don't want to change anything. You just want a bit more money for it. It's just it's that simple. So accepting who you are first. If you don't do that, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know the things that you're doing, how do you know what to change? How do you know what to challenge? How do you know what to uh, consider? You know, so you'll have... It would make sense to, oh, I've spread that a bit. Sorry, I'm a bit discombobulated today. <laughs> we all have desires, judgments, preferences that feed into a greater narrative. So we all have things that we want. Some of the things we're allowed to have, some of the things we're not. I'm sure many of us have looked over and saw someone and thought, wow, they're attractive. You know, you're allowed to think that. 
you're okay. You haven't acted on it. You know, you've had a thought and you've moved on. Judgments. We've seen somebody in a situation. Here's a good judgment. I used to walk around the supermarket and when that kid kicked off in the aisle, I used to look proper judgy, like, oh, my, my child is never going to do that. Look at that kid kicking off. It's the parents' fault. It's all the parents' fault. Then I realized, oh, yeah, you don't get a chance. You don't get a choice in that. <laughs> Your kid's going to kick off in the aisle. I did exactly what that parent did. I went, right, when you finished, meet me in aisle six. Bye. <laughs> and walked off, you know, because it's like, I didn't really do that. But, you know, what I'm saying is we have judgments, yeah, until we're informed differently. You know, and that's the way life is. It, it, it piles context on all the time, you know. So we have the judgments, we have the desires, and then we have the preferences. We have the things we prefer. Not to be confused with the things that we know or the things that we think we know, you know, preferences. Like very often I, I talk to clients and they say, um, you know, I don't like what they're doing. They're doing this and it's really unkind. And I say, well, hang on a minute. There's a lot of judgment going on there. What you're actually saying is you have a preference for them to be a different way. And it's important to make that distinction, especially when dealing with other people, especially your partner. Um, having a clear set of values can become like a guidebook or an answer sheet to your behavior. That's important to know because you might go out, right? Has anyone had that thing? Put your hands up where you go out, you have too many drinks and the next morning, all of a sudden, as you come online and you're like, oh no, I spoke to so-and-so last night. What did I say? Oh no. And it all started, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, a, it's a thing, right? And what we're doing there is we're checking ourselves against their value systems what we'd prefer to have said, why do I drink so much? Why do I do all these things? All these different things that we would like to learn from, right? <laughs> we'd like to think about it, but we don't, give it, we don't go that deep with it. But every single time that you have those thoughts, it's an opportunity to change that behavior or at least challenge it, or at least look at it and understand it and see why you do it maybe. Maybe it's a succession of things. Maybe the drinking too much led to the talking, <laughs> whatever, you know? So it's about really sort of, being a bit analytic in the morning and just or whenever in any situation in any presentation or whatever you know so uh this allows you to practice the desired behavior and check back in with yourself and analyze whether you're aligned with your values it's really important that word practice and what i want to put forward is that if you look at everything as a practice it removes the pressure of perfection you know if you think about it if you if you look at something as practice the only purpose of a practice is to learn, is to become better, to improve in some way, you know? And sometimes we go in the gym or something like that and we, we want to do a little bit better than last time. And, you know, we, we, we say to ourselves, we want to lift another 10 kilos on this and we want to do a little bit faster on that. But then we come out with, mm, I shaved 30 seconds off this. You start scrambling because <laughs> you didn't have a great session. So it's about reflecting back and realizing that our behavior, our values even, are not instinctively who we are, they're who we would like to be, which opens that door for practicing. Because when I say practice removes the pressure of perfection, if you think about it, perfection, perfection is impossible. Can't be achieved. The only place it exists in the dictionary. But we keep trying. We keep trying anyway, yeah? We keep putting the pressure on. And when we put that pressure on, guess what we do then? All we do is open up the opportunity for failure. You know, if we practice, then at least when we're moving forward, we're, we're, we're noting that it's all right, we practice, I'll just try again. You know, it takes away that pressure. What makes values so important? Our values provide a solid foundation for our belief system. They guide us and act as a moral compass. 
you know it's like a compass it directs our actions it, it gives us clarity and preferences you know of things that we'd like and wouldn't like our values underpin our confidence and provide reassurance when making forward focused decisions it's quite often you'll meet people that don't know what to do with something and they'll ask everyone around them for all their opinions and all they end up doing is becoming more confused because they've now got all these different opinions that don't align with their value systems because what you're doing when you're asking for someone else's opinion you're asking someone who's checked their values and gone i'd do this but they've got a whole lifetime of experiences that you haven't got they've got a value system that you might not align with and they might be really crap at advice as well so there's that to consider so it's really important that when you build your own value system, when you really know what you value, that can become your foundation and to your belief system. But it will also become the compass that directs you in the directions that you should be going or would suit you more. Um, and that's what provides the confidence because you know yourself, you know what you value and you know what you don't value. So it's an easier decision to make. Sometimes it's not an easy decision because it might be a very difficult choice, but at least you know that you're making something that aligns with your values, which gives you that little bit of confidence. You know that you're not, you know, like, for example, I know that my wife, when we first moved to Cornwall, which is where we live, she got a job um, working, well, any job we could get when we first got here. And she got a job working for a well-known debt collection agency. And uh, my wife's like the kindest, most generous person you'll ever meet. Um, she lasted one week. She got two days in and she was crying every single night. And there was a real fear that she was going to start handing out a pay packet to people. <laughs> so we were like, okay. And it turned out, we found out a day or two later that she was pregnant. So we sort of used that as an excuse to get out of it. But what I'm saying is her values was generosity, kindness, all these things. And she was being trained to sit on a call center. Nothing wrong with it. It's, you know, it's a job that's necessary in the world, but it just didn't align with her values. She was being trained to put in silence after certain statements to create you know, anxiety and things like that. It just didn't suit her at all. And she was deeply, deeply unhappy in that job. And she left it because of that. But that's an example of not following your value system. You know, she might have been, she had a choice at the time, I remember, to work in Specsavers or there. And she, she still talks about it now. This is like 12 years ago. And she wished she took the Specsavers job. But having clarity of your values can provide reliable criteria for sense checking that your future decisions are in alignment with your belief system, therefore reducing the future risk of unhappiness. So I hope, has everyone got pen and paper? Yeah? Okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to do a little exercise where I'm going to ask you these questions here and I want you to take your time and answer them um, as truthfully as you can. The reason I do this is because if I ask any one of you right now, what are your values? First and foremost, not many people know what they are because they don't understand what a value is or they don't understand how to determine it or in, in any way. And secondly, um, they will most likely tell you what you think they want, that they think you want to hear. So everyone will say, oh, I value family. I value honesty. I value, like, all of us probably value that. No one's like, do you know what? I love being lied to. It's brilliant. Like no one's saying that. So, um, but they'll say honesty and they'll say all those things. So what I do is I ask you questions. Yeah. And then when we get the answers, we extract values from that. That's going to be a bit easier. So the first question is, what do you feel is one of your greatest memories. What do you feel is one of your greatest memories?
what's important to remember is there's no wrong or right answer this is and and there will be questions that you think i can't i don't know i don't know i want to write three things or you might not have one but <laughs> try your hardest I'll just move on to the next question. Um, what would you consider in your life so far to be your major achievements? Next question, what would you consider to be a secret passion in your life? I did this as a presentation a little while ago with actual people. It was great, <laughs> live people. Um, and uh, this lady kept sort of, I don't know if you see it, they sort of half put up their hands. Like, I, I want you to ask me, but I kind of don't at the same time. <laughs> and I clocked it and I said, go on, tell me what your passion is. And she went around, honestly, I've never known somebody build something up so much. <laughs> like she was like, well, I kind of, um, but yeah, but, but, and then in the end, she said, I really love singing and I want to do amateur dramatics. And I think she thought that we were all just going to laugh at her and throw tomatoes at her or something. I don't know. <laughs> but she, she literally was so embarrassed about it, but it was like a secret. And we were all like, that's great, you know, but it's amazing what you, what you think is embarrassing, right? So what would you consider to be a secret passion in your life? Next question, what's missing in your life? What would make your life more fulfilling? My advice for this is to answer it like no one's ever gonna read it. It's like your secret diary. The more information you give yourself, the easier it will be to extract values. Next question, what do you like to do to relax in your downtime? And be honest with yourself. If it's if it's sit back and watch Netflix, then that's all right. If you want to binge watch Netflix, eight episodes, go for it. I used to say Netflix and chill, but then I found out it wasn't what I thought it meant. I really didn't know that as well. And I said it so many times. I think back and I cringe so much. <laughs> I think I even said it at a kid's party. Like I just let the Netflix and chill. I was like, oh no, like, it's, it's a real sore point for me. <laughs> um, what motivates you to go the extra mile when you've been asked to perform a task? Really good question, that one. Next question, what are some of the current priorities in your life right now? So what are some of the current priorities in your life right now? And this question might be difficult to answer because of uh, how different life has been recently. But um, 
what are the concerns or challenges that have taken up most of your attention in the last 12 months? Now, I know we've lived in a bit of a different world recently, but um, I think the things that have sort of taken up most of your attention will be will be very revealing, considering it's been so limited. Next question. Sorry if I'm hurrying through. It's just we've got a lot to get through. Um, looking forward, if we were to meet in three years time from now, what would have to have happened for you to feel happy with your progress? I always look at that question and think it needs rewording. <laughs> Doesn't seem to read very well. So thinking forward to three years from now, what would have to have happened for you to feel happy with your progress? And then the last question, what are your personal and professional strengths? So obviously that's the last question, but would anyone like to share an answer to any one of these? So if I go with um, what do you feel is one of your greatest memories, would anyone like to share that with me? It would be very helpful. If not, Charlie, crack on. <laughs> I'll go ahead. <laughs> um, the, the first one I, I found, I'm going to be honest, I found all these really hard, but I think they are hard. That's probably quite telling. Mm. Well, to be honest, I would, I would ideally give people a lot more time than this. That's why, um, you know, I've provided the sheets in that because yeah. it's something that I'm, I started a new client last week and they, they, they wrote it out when they found it really easy. And they said to me, oh, shall I send it to you? I said, no, no, it will change a hundred times before Tuesday. She went, I don't think it will. It changed completely. So, <laughs> you know, what you write down today, because what happens is we, 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 ideas spark ideas. So as soon as you start thinking about it, all of a sudden you start, instinctively start questioning it a little bit like mm, do I feel that and then you start realizing that actually this is rubbish I don't I don't do this at all uh, I, I want to do this but I don't do it which is another way of looking at values but anyway what do you feel is one of your greatest memories um I did a few triathlons a few years back uh, and one of them which was a local one uh, and the London one actually those two in particular crossing the finishing line is actually quite a happy memory for me and like sticks in my head and I can almost picture it still um, so so yeah so what what value could you draw out of that probably something like determination or i don't know something like that something determination or celebration which has actually come I, that come up for a lot for me about not celebrating things ah, okay. um so yeah maybe that maybe one of those i don't know what do you think okay do you mind me offering uh yeah go for it what about achievement? Yeah, that yeah, that's quite an obvious one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not. It's only obvious when it's when you're told, isn't it? You know. Yeah, no. So yeah. what if what if one of your values is achievement? Mm. You know, like that. That's quite nice to know that I like to achieve things. That that could change the way that you do things potentially in the future. You could start to lean more towards targets or, you know, 
goal setting as a way of achieving things you know prime example somebody wants to lose a stone right 14 pounds um so a stone 14 pounds seems really really big but what if we broke it down into quarters you know what if we gave ourselves two weeks to achieve each quarter you know that that then you feel like you're achieving it instead of oh such a long way to go to get the 14 pounds all that sort of stuff um but yeah achievement um anyone else would anyone else like to answer the question what do you like to do to relax in your downtime if you guys want to write in chat i'll read it out for you <laughs> if you're feeling shy it's okay man i, I can't get chat to come up <laughs> which, which question did you ask then sorry uh to be honest it doesn't matter any any one of them that you feel you know is there one there that you can see that you're like intrigued by the answer potentially um the one where it says, if you've been asked to perform a task, what motivates you to go the extra mile? Okay. Um, and I put appreciation. I was trying to think of it from a personal point of view. If like my other half asks me to do something at home or from a professional point of view in school, mm. when a member... One, because what it can sometimes do recognition it can make you feel like you're being big-headed or egotistical when it's okay you know like for example it took me a really long time to admit that in the self-development industry I would like power and influence because I always associated power and influence with bad people that were up to bad things you know they want to influence people it sounds horrible but actually when you think about it what I want to do is I want to influence people to do the things that they want to do you know and also I want power because when I see something like the other day, I um, was scrolling on social media and somebody had terminal brain cancer and they were asking for people to share the post, donate if they can, and just re help raise awareness. And I don't have a large following, but I, I shared it anyway. You know, I would like a large following so that when I share that, thousands of people see it. You know, that's what I would like. And that's hard. It's hard to, to admit those things that you want power and influence. You sound like such a douchebag, you know, but it is what it is. It's the truth, you know? And I think it's something like recognition is a really difficult one to ask for, you know, you know, but you've got to factor it in, haven't you? You know, when anything you're doing to make sure, because I'd imagine you're a very kind person and, oh, it's okay. I don't mind if they get the credit. And, yeah. <laughs> but you do mind and it bothers you. And then you probably go home and, like complain to somebody and they're like well why don't you just ask for the recognitions like well i can't do that <laughs> you can <laughs> and that's what self-development is about it's about giving yourself permission to ask for the things that are important to you but firstly it's about recognizing what they are you know so that's why it's important to go through this um anyone else want to want to question any of them at all no okay no worries but the idea here is go for your answers, consider them, and then consider the, what you've written, you know, and what does it mean? That's why these are really basic questions. And so far we get something like achievement or recognition or whatever so far. Okay, so I don't know whether Charlie was able to give you the sheets or not. Oh, good. But there should be something called the wheel of life in there. Has everyone got that or can anyone... If anyone hasn't got them, I posted them in the Facebook group about five o'clock, I think. That's so total guess it was earlier. <laughs> what you can do if you want while I'm just chatting is you can, all you need to do is recreate this circle over here. Yeah. So what you've got is you've got 
a big circle broken into eight segments with 10 lines going through. Don't worry about how neat it is. It doesn't matter. It's just an exercise here that we're going to do. So what, what I'll get you to do while I'm just explaining what this is, is as well, is underline down your questions what you might think that your values are to be extracted from your answers, if that makes sense. Or have I just really wordedly said something that's confused you? <laughs> so go through the, the answers to your questions that you just answered and see if you can extract any values. So while you're doing that, identify eight key areas of your life. So what we're going to do with this is we're going to identify eight key areas of your life. And then we're going to rate them. So has everybody managed to extract them values? So identify eight key areas of your life and write them on the outside of the circle representing each segment. So brainstorm a number of key areas if you want um, that are important in your life and select the most important eight. A little hack here that I discovered with myself is you might be tempted to write the word family, but be specific. What do you mean by family? Because I know that the time that I spend with my wife has different value to the time I spend with my children, which has different value to the time I spend with my mum or my brother. So when you say um, the things that are important in your life, family, I understand what you mean, but be specific. And, and again, if, you, if, you're, if your kids and your partner is um, uh, <laughs> equally as valuable, give them, give them, a, give them a box each. <laughs> So now what I want you to do whilst uh, you're moving through that is um, when you've decided all eight, I want you to score them. Yeah. In order of importance. So zero is going to be how dissatisfied you are in that area. And 10 is going to be how satisfied you are in that area. So if you're really happy with, um, I don't know, your social life, maybe, maybe you're really happy with that. That'll be a 10 or maybe an eight. Rarely see a 10, but if you feel like you could spend more time with your kids, you know, maybe that's a six. And what you do is you shade in the segments from zero upwards. And then I want everybody to hold it up on the screen when they're done. Don't have to hold it super close. You don't have to be able to see the words. It's more the visual that I'm looking for. I left my iPad downstairs, so I'm doing it on my notes section. Is that all right? Yeah, man. You just do numbers. What, yep. Whatever you want to do, man. It's, it, this is a really good tool for visually seeing which areas in your life um, that, lack of a better term, is being neglected. Now, there's no judgment or accusation there. It's just a word. Could you give some examples of some of those areas, Johnny? So, so far I've got like relationship, health, self-development, happiness. Finance, fi finances could be one. Um, sometimes religion 
can be one. People haven't been able to dedicate enough time to their faith. Um, again, it could be individual family members. Uh, it could be a hobby that you enjoy. I love paddleboarding. Absolutely love it. Um, when I did my last, I, I, I realized how much of a triumph it was that my life was in such little chaos that I was able to write paddleboarding as one of my eight. <laughs> I was like, quite happy with that alone. But it was very low down. I, it was middle of the winter. So I wasn't going to be doing a lot of paddleboarding, but I get to improve that over the summer, hopefully. So, yeah, um, trying to think of some more examples, stuff that's come up. Business and individual parts of your business. You know, so for me, quite often when it comes to business, I'll write the podcast and the Supercell program as something different, even though they all go under the School of Self-Development because they have individual targets to them. Is anybody ready just to hold it up? Again, I'm not going to go into it and, you know, highlight anybody. Look at that. That's wonderful. That is. So, I mean, Samantha, do you mind me asking questions or would you rather I didn't? I don't mind either way. Yeah. No, so, fine. <laughs> so would you, again, feel free to say no, but would you mind telling me what the um, the largest one is? Can you can you hold it up again? Do you mind doing that? Yeah, it's work. It's work, okay. So yeah. that, that's the one that you're most happy with? Yeah, I think okay. it's the one that I put the most effort into. Okay, Which good. is sad looking at it because a lot of them, when you mentioned family, I, I'd already written family as one. <laughs> so I changed it slightly. <laughs> I, put, I changed it to three. So I had immediate family, extended family, and then my partner. Nice. Um, and then I noticed sort of, you know, work is really, really good and I enjoy work, but I put so much effort into that that the other parts then, the extended family, immediate family are quite small. Okay. What, what, do you mind me asking what the, the lowest one was? Would you be happy to share that or would you rather um, The lowest one was actually about me. So just spending time for myself. I think I only had, it goes from zero, doesn't it? So zero, one, two. Wow. I will give you some wisdom right now. I've helped a lot of people move forward. And absolutely every single time, the issue has been some form of self-neglect. That's not a telling off. It's just an observation I made. <laughs> so what would be really interesting for you to do now is if everybody, if everybody just hold it up and can I see that if you want to, if you don't want to, that's okay too. Um, great. Good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Look at that one. Colors and everything. <laughs> uh, that's great. So what we get to do now, right, is we get to take the things that we value. Yeah the values that we've extracted and we get to put them up against the things that are most neglected in our life. And what I want you to do is notice what you notice. And if anyone wants to share that, that'd be great. Charlie. <laughs> Can you repeat that again, Johnny? Sorry. So I uh, see look, it's always one not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so take what your take your values that you've extracted from the questions. Yeah, hopefully if you've got them lined uh, written down individually or you've underlined them in some way, and put them up against what you've noticed is being neglected in your life or being excelled in your life, and just tell me what you notice about it. Okay. Um... Well, it's, it's quite funny because 
one of my values is helping others improving lives i haven't refined my my single word for it yet but helping other people so business is okay and then i go i actually gave that a section of like my impact on other people Mm. had its own section in my circle and that was pretty high but then my romantic relationship was pretty low my friendships were pretty low but my happy and my happiness was mediocre so like I've got helping others and improving lives as a value and that section is also high but then it's then maybe impacted on other areas relationships mm. primarily my happiness is okay but I wonder if the relationship was higher whether that would be the missing bit I mean first of all ha- happiness is is a fleeting feeling so you know people that are always happy you know not making fun but they're generally medicated because it's seen as as not a good thing right you know someone being really really happy all the time you know happiness is is something that we notice in the moments you know and uh, I put a post out the other day because I, I I was experiencing real happiness I was sat on the edge of a cliff on a beautiful day and I was just like this is amazing but it's so easy to just go oh, yeah sat on a cliff you know, living Cornwall lucky me but I actually took the time to appreciate it. And I said to my kids who were like eye-rollingly like cringe, dad, cringe. But I said to them, it's really important that you recognize when you're happy so that before you go to sleep, you can say to yourself today, I was happy, you know, because we focus on happy over a long period of time. Oh, I haven't been happy for months. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. You've not experienced happiness for months. You have, you have. It might not be the happiness that you think you have, but you have, you've, you've had like a, a donut and been like that was the best donut ever <laughs> that's happiness right there I, I threw a crisp to my dog the other day and watching it eat the crisp was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it made me laugh a lot that was happiness you know so happiness is a fleeting feeling um and it's important that we recognize it when we when we're when we're experiencing it to remember so we don't get to say we haven't experienced it in a while anyway that was a run but the good thing about this wheel of life and i do this every three months because i can guarantee you that now Samantha has um, has found out that she's uh, I don't know working too hard and maybe neglecting things that are important to her or however you want to frame it. She'll do something about that now. And then in a couple of months' time, we'll be doing the wheel of life again, and work will have gone down to a four. <laughs> and she'll be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but what this does is it, it's just like an autopilot. I had a, I had a, a thing once where when a plane takes off from one airport to land at another, that it's always in a state of being off course due to turbulence and and all sorts of things um and it's only the autopilot that brings it back on course all the time just keeps continuously bringing it back on course but it's always off course and the pilots know that you know and that's like life you know we 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 have a focus yeah and we go for it and we veer off course and what this wheel of life does is it goes hey wait a minute don't forget this and then you move back into alignment again you know, you keep coming back to the middle, to where you're going. So looking over your, your values, knowing what you value and knowing what you neglect will always point out the opportunities. What that is, is your values plus suggested areas of focus equals your areas of neglect. Now, the areas of neglect are the things that you need to focus on. You know, and this is how goals are formed. This is how you start to really get down to clarity when it comes to what you want to achieve. So, you know, I, I would ask you, like, Charlie, when you say you want to help people, what does that mean? 
you know what what does it mean to to help people how will you know when you've helped people oh that's that's that what you said there at the end how will i know because another one another one of my values is now gratitude but i also put slash recognition Mm. so i don't know but i put gratitude from me and from others is like a value so guess recognition goes in there um how will i know that's a really tough one because obviously a lot of it people need to tell you Mm. that you've helped them so hard so the reason i ask you that is how are you ever supposed to give yourself a pat on the back feel good about what you've done if you've not defined what it is this is self-development it's about gaining clarity so what i would love to know in future sessions maybe is a real definition of what it looks like like how do you like when you run a race right you start at the beginning and you finish at the end when you go over the finish line you get to have that sense of achievement that you have before how can you get your sense of achievement from helping people unless you don't you have to define it in some way you know even if it's stages or when i've helped 100 people when i've helped 200 people whatever it is when i've helped somebody do this or when it's helped somebody do that you know i don't know you know I realized recently um, that a lot of the people that I help, um, I don't even ever meet. <laughs> uh, I, 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 got, I got told this from the podcast I was doing. I, I didn't realize there was a whole section of things <laughs> where people could write comments. And I went in and had a look and I was like, oh my God, where have all these come from? And I realized that without even knowing these people, someone over in Australia got a lot of value from the podcast. You know, enough to, to make changes in their life. And I didn't know that before. Now I do. So now it reinvigorates me to, to even work even harder because now I know it's actually helping people. This is amazing. It's not just me speaking into a microphone randomly on, on Zoom to some dude hoping for the best. You know? <laughs> okay. um, and obviously I know for the Super Self program because I take people through the program all the way to the end and I get to watch their achievements. I had a wonderful one a little while ago where somebody was a super creative person. They always have been. They've done art degrees, all these different things. And now they're working as an accountant. They love their job. It's a, they own their own accountancy firm. They're very successful, but they were just really, really miserable. And she opened with this question, which was just the most intriguing question ever. She said, I'm in love with my husband. I've got two gorgeous children. I've got my own business that's really successful. Why am I so unhappy? And I was like, wow, okay. You know, good question. Thing is, I'm not Yoda. I don't have answers for you. Uh, All I can do is have conversations with you and reflect back what you're saying. And it's so amazing how quickly we'll just say stuff without thinking, you know, but actually it's really important that we should stay there for a minute, you know, and ask ourselves, what does it mean? So what, how will you know that you've helped people to your satisfaction? So it's a question that would be worth clarifying or pondering. You won't have the answer for weeks, most likely. <laughs> but the fact that you're thinking about it means that your part of your brain is working on the answer. So the idea here was to extract your values, have a look at what you're neglecting, because if you really do value that, if, if family is really important to you and it's a free, then if you're experiencing unhappiness, it might be something around that. You know, I know we all need to earn money. I know we all have stressful lives. But happiness is important and it's it's got infinite patience you know misery will just sit there waiting it doesn't it doesn't care how long you're like it'll get you eventually you know so it's about and and what i find is that we keep chasing i don't know uh, more money more followers more whatever 
Yeah, but it's never enough, is it? You know, you earn a bit more money, you want a bit more money. You get a few more followers, you want a few more followers, you know, and it's never enough. So actually the things that make us happy are always there all around us. It's just, we just don't pay attention to them. And it doesn't mean you're bad people. It's just the way it is. It's just human beings. We're always focused on other things. So here we have something called the reality check. And this is really nice, right? And I'd, I'd like to like open this up as a discussion if I could. So it'd be really cool if people just like switched off their mic, switched on their microphones and we just had a conversation about it. Um, Christy, <laughs> you, look, you look Hi. lovely and, and, and up for a chat. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say in your life at the moment you're just putting up with, you're tolerating? heavy right my microphones don't work <laughs> uh, what am I putting up with yeah I think I'm putting up with my own excuses Ooh. a lot of the time and um yeah and make, making excuses I think that's the main thing me and Charlie have had this conversation this week and I think it's something that's just stopping me from it's myself that's stopping me pushing myself a bit further, I guess. Okay. What What do you think you could do about that? Apart from just choosing do or don't, <laughs> um, I think I just need to change the way I'm thinking a lot of the time. Mm. What What do you think's behind it? not believing in myself and oh. past experiences of failing and being told I'm not good enough oh wow I'd, I'd love to spend some time with you <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tell you something about self-belief right people think self-belief is this magic thing that you can just get somehow and you can transfer it to everything but I would challenge that because what I would say is that if I was to say to you that on Thursday you're going to do a presentation yeah to 15 people yeah and it's going to be on something that you've never really looked at before and i'm i'm not going to give you any information about it i want you to go off and research it and come up with a presentation for me okay bye bye you're going to go what the <laughs> and you're going to freak right out right it's going it's going to be really really hard for you you're going to start like loading up all the ch- limiting beliefs and all of the things the reasons you can't do it but if i said to you okay you've got a presentation on Thursday to 15 people. Um, what topic are you passionate about? What topic? Oh. Are you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Anything, just shopping, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, candles. <laughs> candles, great. So I said to you on Thursday, you're going to give a presentation on candles. Um, I want it to be 15 minutes long. And um, here's a bunch of information on candles, but I'm sure you've got loads of that. But, you know, anything you need, no problem. Do, do you think you'd be less or more stressed? I think a bit less because it's something I know about. Yeah. So the key there is self-belief is not this magic thing that leads you to believe in yourself and you can transfer it to other things. Self-belief is being prepared for the thing that you need to do. Yeah, that's what it is. It's about not feeling prepared. And a lot of the time people procrastinate 
um, over, oh my God, I'm so unprepared. It's like, wait, <laughs> if we focused on being prepared, we'd be getting there, wouldn't we? <laughs> you know, but this is what we do. Everybody does it. It's, I'm not particularly, I'm not saying it's just you. It, it's what we do. We, we focus on the problem, not the solution. You know, so self-belief isn't this magic thing that we can attain. It's being prepared, you know. So whatever next time something comes up, instead of putting all that energy into into why and how and which way it's going to go wrong and how I can't do it. And oh, my God, this is all so stressful and overwhelming. I'm just not going to bother. Um, think about, OK, how can how can I do this? You know, what can I what do I want to do? I want to do this. OK, how can I work back from now? How can I do this? And you'll often find it starts with just one action just one simple action. And then you take that action and you know, oh, that was easy. What's the next action? Oh, I'll do that. Before you know it, you're 10 actions in. And actually you're, you're, you're almost there, you know? And you, and you start to feel a bit of belief. Like, I think I can do this. A great example is I remember when I was a PT a while back, um, I had somebody come to me that wanted to complete a triathlon. That's all they wanted to do. They said, I just want to get to the end. That's all. I just want to finish. It means so much to me. I'm like, cool, okay. We got training. We got a number of weeks in. All of a sudden she's going, so, I mean, where do you think I could actually get? Do you think I could get like sub 200? So, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, oh, so we, we, we're, we're well over that now. We, we, we're going to complete this triathlon. It's just where I'm going to come now, you know, because she was getting more and more prepared for what she was going to do. You know, she was doing the training. She was starting to think, oh, I can do this, you know. So that's a great answer. Tolerances. Um, you're tolerating your excuses. You're, you're a bit, you're a bit savage with yourself, but <laughs> that's okay. Probably am. You know, boy, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I asked that one. <laughs> but thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank um, you. So, Jack, do you mind me asking you questions? Are you all right with that? Yeah, that's fine. So, what do you feel you should be doing in your life right now, both personally and professionally? What do you think you should be doing? Oh loaded question um I don't I feel like in my career well like as a, as a teacher anyway um like I, I was a teach firster so like I am technically still an ECT um so I don't really feel like I should really you know be progressing very very quickly I feel like I've got a lot of time of, ahead of me I think this is the time to learn make mistakes you know try new things um I recently just got a job in Dubai though because um, although like, yes, it's the time to make all those kind of mistakes and, and things. I also, in my current job, understand the value of like what I don't want. Um, mm. Like, you know, there, there's a very toxic culture within like my leadership, um, you know, just things that don't align with my values. Mm. And I'm like, what can I do? What changes can I make? Well, I've always wanted to do a bit of traveling. I've always wanted to see a different part of the world. Why not do that? Um, and I think that kind of feeds into my personal life, I guess, as well. Like, I feel like I should be almost uh, uh, like I'm 24, like forming those relationships with people that like, you know, will start to be lifelong. Um, but at the minute, I feel like sometimes, yeah, like those those old habits of maybe going out and drinking and placing a lot of social value on on that kind of part of my life means mm. that I'm neglecting other things and like actual valuable friendships um or maybe people i thought were valuable friends actually lead me down mm. into those bad habits rather than focusing on fitness well-being health things like that so would you say that um you feel as if you should be nurturing relationships a little bit 
better than you are. Is that is that what you're saying? Have I understood that right? Um, yes, but also I think maybe like finding relationships that are worth nurturing. I think and maybe maybe sounds really really savage, but like cutting out relationships that don't actually have benefit necessarily to my life and where I see myself going forward. Yeah, I love that. And do you know what? Self-development often does sound savage. And the reason being is because that you, you usually know, like one of the biggest problems people have most often is they're running somebody else's agenda. And that's mm. what should usually is. Should is usually somebody else. Oh, I really should lose weight. Why? Oh, because I know that so-and-so thinks that. that wait, wait, what's that got to do with you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and this is why I encourage people to be selfish. It's nothing wrong with it. Selfish doesn't mean that you're harming anyone else. It means you're enhancing yourself. And that's okay. Because if we all did that, we'd all be happy, right? Or we'd all be happier. You know, so, you know, I think, I think you sound like you've, you've got that down and you understand it. Have, have you got a plan in place for how you might do that for yourself? Uh, well, like me and Charlie were talking kind of uh, earlier in the week as well about, you know, like Dubai for me is a fresh start in a sense. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there's no expectations. There's no preconceived notions of like who Jack is to the people who I might meet out there. So I can, you know, put my best foot forward. And, you know, if I want to place value on health and well-being and that side of myself, if I want to place value on, you know, finding friendships and, and partners who, who are lifelong, I can do that and present myself in in such a way. Yeah. Um, you almost get to recreate yeah. yourself a bit, don't you? Yeah. Without like lo- without losing like obviously yeah. those core values. But yeah, you get you get to put the part of yourself that you want to be seen no rather than maybe an old model (laughs) but this is the magic of of values right so we 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 work we work out what we value or we we allow our instinctive behavior to take over right so we do one or the other and sometimes our instinctive behaviors align with our values and that's great but what happens is our values if our values direct our decisions and our choices then inevitably those decisions and choices will sort of shape and create our environments but then what happens is after time is our environment starts to influence us. <laughs> and whether we've changed or not, it will just start to influence us. So your environment could be running your old values, which stops you from going, well, I, I'm not that person anymore. And what I mean by environment, I don't just mean like the places you're at. I mean, the people that you surround you, the, the things that you use, they won't allow you to be this person. It's like the person that goes into a company and gets promoted from a position into a manager position. And everyone used to work with them. And they're like, certainly Johnny, you know, you'd be all right. And they don't respect you in that way. They do respect you as a person, but they don't respect you as a manager. So they, they come in late and they go, all right, mate, sorry, like that, you know? And you know, you should turn around and go, nah, that's not acceptable, but you can't because they are your mate. <laughs> and you are in that context. It becomes a really difficult transition. So I think it sounds wonderful that you've managed to like get yourself a fresh start. And it's about, you know, if I would encourage anything, if you don't mind me saying, it would be to write down what's important to you. Get it out of your head onto paper. Write down what it is you want to achieve from this time here. You know, have no regrets. You know, yeah. really, really go for it. And it sounds like you're on that path anyway. So good for you, bud. Thank you. <laughs> um, next one, frustrations. Um, oh, look at Kaylee. She, she knows I'm going to speak to her. She's like, <laughs> she was, you had a look at you. I'm like, waiting. Yeah, you're like, don't see me, don't see me. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so um, interestingly, I, so I'm actually jumping on by a cat. I apologise if it knocks me out. Um, <laughs> it's my impulsivities. Um, I um, makes me sound like I'm 
dreadful but I am incredibly impulsive in everything that I do um I don't think before I speak sometimes um even with the positive things in my life I'm impulsive and it doesn't really work (laughs) okay yeah Hmm. um so first thing I would say is like be compassionate (laughs) <laughs> don't be so horrible to yourself I'm sure it's a, you know you said everything you do is compulsive and I, I don't I don't believe that I, I can't believe it's everything is it everything I'm just I just um I, it's either it is or it isn't it's very, I'm very black and white so everything's right. very it's just it's very yeah very last minute I don't think things through right. very well and yeah. does and that frustrate you does it yeah and it, it does um it gets me into sticky situations and uh, <laughs> sounds like there's a sitcom there or something <laughs> and um and I think like with my work it massively um it, it sort of often will give out um a certain aura of the kind of person that I am so right. maybe a slightly like um cutthroat um not so I, I guess it, it's also that reflection of, of I just want to be like other people like wh- why why is Faye doesn't doesn't say things she's not in a meeting thinking this is a stupid idea she doesn't say it she might be thinking it it's that kind of impulsivity to kind of constantly say yeah. what's in my head <laughs> okay so so what what leads you to be frustrated so what creates the frustration what is it um generally speaking it's um lack of fairness and right. um tolerance and yeah so is is I, I don't know why but for me I'm getting a feeling of like bullying maybe um yeah 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 like people sort of throwing their weight around and you know being unfair to people not recognizing people that sort of stuff maybe yeah yeah, yeah. From, from from my childhood yeah massively kind okay. of yeah deeply underlying kind of um yeah and yeah. not being good enough as well that kind of like oh. pedestal thing I, I love that question because my next question would be good enough for what <laughs> like, you know. compared to the others and I think that's, yeah. a, that's a massive thing isn't it it's, you're comparing yourself to, to to somebody else the whole time yeah do you know what though what I've learned about comparison is it's evidence that you want what someone else has and what that means you don't literally want what they have but you know, for example, you're scrolling through Instagram and you see somebody who's got a desirable body. Well, you want that, you know? So there's two ways of looking at it. It's it's either animosity that you allow to create envy and uncomfortable feelings, or you look at it as, oh, I never realized I wanted that and look at it more as motivation, you know? <laughs> but I mean, going back to what you're saying about the frustrations and, and seeing, you know, my question again would be like, what can you do about that? You know, what can you do about that? You know, because we should only ever focus on the things we can do things about. Yeah. But as human beings, we focus a lot on other stuff, <laughs> stuff that just distracts us. It doesn't ever move us forward. And I'm not saying that's what you do, but I, I know a lot of people. No, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say it. it's fine. Let's not be But I mean, like I said, really hear that compassion. Like there's room for every personality in this world. No one is perfect. No one is right or wrong. I think it sounds like a lovely trait personally. And I can understand your frustration. We all say stuff and go, oh man, <laughs> wish I hadn't said that, you know, but mm. I think a bit of compassion and 
and just maybe like practice pausing maybe you know mm. I've done this with other people where I've said like <laughs> I used to have a friend who would like you can guarantee it right they wouldn't just say the wrong thing they would say the one thing that would erupt the room into some sort of like chaos and I, I remember having something called the 10 second rule with him right and I'd say right listen you you can want to say something count to 10 in your head and if it still sounds like a good idea just say it it's fine you know and it was really helpful <laughs> like he said you know I was gonna ask this and then I realized that that, that was a silly question I was like, oh good <laughs> you know but I'm not saying that to you I'm just suggesting that you know a little bit of a pause for yourself because it, I'd imagine you're probably being harder on yourself than other people has anyone else ever said this to you yeah 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 I get it a yeah. lot um I just I get yeah I, I just sort of yeah I, I I think people I think what's even more infuriating is people are starting to accept that that's who I am and I don't know if I like that that makes sense so people no. are like well that's just Kaylee she's she just says it like it is yeah. she's a great middle manager because she can she'll tell you what she's thinking yeah which which I guess does have it but I it, again it's back to that thing of I guess comparing myself to that other person so so I'm going to leave you with this question like what makes you believe that that is a bad trait and you don't have to answer that now just give that some thought because I think it comes down to the fact that you are who you are and actually I could see a lot of value in a trait like that you know Mm -hmm. put in the right position or right place that that could be an extremely valuable trait but you have decided and have committed yourself to believing that it's not Mm. so I would wonder why or not what, not why, but what, what led you to thinking that that was a bad decision? And again, it sounds like there's some history there somewhere, but mm. I'd, I'd give that some thought because I don't think it's a terrible trait. I think it's a lovely trait. <laughs> you know? uh, last one, Charlie, desires. <laughs> Keep it clean. I thought I, thought I was uh, off the hook then. Um, desires, what you really want in your personal life. Oh, this is hard. Um, if Samantha's got a better better answer, all loaded and prepared, she can jump <laughs> in on you. Um, nope. <laughs> She's like, off you go, Charlie. <laughs> it's a hard, that's a hard one. I'm trying to stay on mute because my partner's decided to play the drums in the background and it's extremely loud. <laughs> I, I actually think it gives you, like, if you can do speak to timing, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, Charlie, desires. What do you desire, mate? I See, I struggle with this. I, I struggle with this. When I think about desiring something, I feel two ways. I feel, well, three ways. I feel kind of entitled. I know you're going to tell me that's wrong. Entitled. I feel almost like a bit arrogant for wanting Ooh. something. Yeah. Um, and not deserving. This is getting deep tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well okay. Try this, right? Hands up here. Who's going to judge Charlie for whatever he says? Oh, no hands. Good. Good start. All the people that are off screen, like, they're like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah. If, if no one's going to judge you, just say it. One, two, three. What is it you desire? It's hard. It's hard. I, don't, I don't actually have a clear answer. I'd, recognition pops into my head. Okay. From what you, said, what, what you said earlier about like having, again, it's not really followers or anything like that for me, but you said like, you know, influence, because then you can use that for good almost. Yeah. And I get recognition because then that would lead to more positive influence from me. Yeah. And that's good. Practice that because you gave that response like an immediate justification. Like you gave, (laughs) 
I want influence because of this, because of this, not because I'm a dickhead or anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just because of this, you know. And it's it's okay to want those things, man. It really is okay, you know. Admit it to yourself. Like if it starts with yourself, if you know what you want, then you know what you don't want, you know, and you know what to stop wasting your time on. Because most of the time, other people are saying, "Oh, you should do this, you should do that," and then guess what gets to push to the bottom of the pile? It's always our own desires, you know. We we we're not good. We're not as important as other people's agendas. So we're going to put ads at the bottom, you know. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's really it's really important that um that you say that with more confidence. I think, and and it will grow now. You know, give some thought to what you're tolerating, what your shoulds are, what your frustrations are, what your desires are, because they're important. They're part of you, you know. And if you're happy, then other people around you are happy, you know. It's that whole seatbelt analogy on a plane, isn't it? Put your own on before others, you know, because otherwise you might get torn out before you can help others. So it's really, it's really important that you look into them areas. So understanding what your values are, figuring out how your values align up against what you're neglecting, and then really finishing things off with the reality check of tolerances, shoulds, frustrations, and desires. And here is a questionnaire of where you would want to put your focus your, where would you like to focus your concentration right and there's a whole bunch of questions in there i think there's like 18 questions i'm not obviously going to go through them now but they're questions like what's the most important thing to focus on first you know um thinking about the next week ahead what would you like to concentrate on what will be concentrating your focus on this area give you so what will it give you you know you're starting to really build no excuses you know because you're working out what you want to focus on. Okay, I know what I want to focus on first. Okay, what are you going to focus on in the next week? So it could be something like a phone call. You know, I've had clients before where I've said, okay, what's the, first, what's the smallest action you can take to move you forward to where you want to go? And they go, la, 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 la. And then I go, right, so you need to make that phone call then, right? And they're like, yeah. I say, okay, when are you going to make it? Uh, next week. Uh, what day? Uh, Tuesday. Okay, cool. What time? 10, 10 o'clock. Okay, cool. What are you going to do if I don't answer? I'm going to leave a message. What are you going to say? Great. What questions are you going to ask that they answer? You know, leave no excuses. No excuses so that they take that action. Because the hardest thing is to take that first action. And once you take that first action, it's like that first step in a marathon, isn't it? Like you the triathlon. If someone said to you, oh, it's cancelled. You'd be like, phew. <laughs> you know, but once you've taken that first step, you're in. You're in and you're on and you're off to, off to the races. So that questionnaire, I think Charlie said he dropped it in his uh, thing there. So that's there. It's worth doing just to finish things off. Because what this does is the values tell you about what you value. The will of life tells you about what you're neglecting. This clears up any indiscrepancies, this reality check. I'm pointing at it, but I realize you can't see me where I'm pointing. So the reality check. And then this thing starts to create actions. So now you know your values, you know what's being neglected. And this is asking you, okay, you've done, you've done your values, you've done your, your um, will of life. So what are you going to focus on? Someone might say, well, I noticed I, I neglect family here, so I'm going to focus on that. Great, how are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? What can you do? It's going to start really zeroing you in before you're so clear about what you need to do that you're irritating the life out of everyone around you because <laughs> you get this nice specific like, frame of mind of where you're going to go. Okay. Um, I always like to finish things with the quote, a highly developed value system is like a compass. It serves as a guide to point you in the right direction when you are lost. 
something that I really believe in, you know, having them values because they're your values. They don't belong to anybody else. It's your direction. Sometimes we get to a field, right? When we're walking the dog and there's this nice established path, but in that path, it's always got dog crap on. There's always puddles, there's always potholes. It's really not very nice. So you try and create another path. And yes, the first time you use it, you have to bash some stuff down. It's hard, it's challenging. But actually after a little while, that path becomes established. Other people come along and they see that path too. And they go, oh, that one looks better. I might walk that path. Before you know it, you've got two established paths. Before you know it, the other path overgrows and you don't need it anymore. You know, and that's what this process can do. It can start to sort of build that process towards building the pathways that you want to encourage. And that's why values aren't what you are, they're what you want to be. You know, which path do I want to take over this field? If I take that path, I can see the view. If I take this path, I'm just stuck behind this brick wall, <laughs> you know, but it's about being brave enough to be that person to take that path, you know, because you don't know what's coming up. It creates anxiety, but it's okay because anxiety is just excitement in disguise. <laughs> um that's it overrun a little bit apologies to anyone was short on time um but it, i'd love it if you guys would follow me on social um you got the uh instagram links there self-development coach school of self-development and then i've got a youtube channel where you get to see my stupid face talking loads about stuff and a podcast i don't know if i mentioned it <laughs> and then you've got the website um school of self-development um i i've got a, a thing called the super self program um it's getting finally getting launched tomorrow like it's been in the sort of a beta process for a really long time it's helped a lot of people um, i'm really proud of it it's taken me a long time on my own self-development to be able to say that but i've created something that i've seen help people in just most crazy ways i can't believe it <laughs> absolutely nuts so yeah go and check it out if you're interested and we can have a call or whatever and get moving but otherwise thanks for listening to me rabbit on apologies if i was a bit slow in the beginning but i've had one of them days <laughs> um we're all human, I suppose. But Charlie, I'm really grateful for this, mate. No, mate, that's been amazing. That's been really, really fantastic. I think the resources there as well are so, that like, you can follow them so closely. And everything yeah. you've said has then led into the resources. So I feel like yeah. when people go away and they use them, they're going to have your, your voice in the back of their head. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no but um, the Wheel of Life is a particularly valuable one. Um, like every three months, I usually recommend to people just to go over the wheel of life and just see, because inevitably we can only really focus on one, two, three things at a time. And it's just important to recognize, okay, you know, and you could time it as well. You know, you get more opportunity to spend time with people in the summer, I'd imagine. So maybe that's, you're not too hard on yourself if you're working hard in the winter and people get neglected, you know? So that's going to happen, isn't it? You're only human. You can't do it all. <laughs> yeah. Trying to yourself. I think that should be the slogan for our team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. probably need that. No, honestly, yeah. Johnny, that's been so good. Guys, can you Johnny a bit of appreciation, please? Wow. Let's see. We've already got some <laughs> in the chat, Johnny. We've got... Um, I, I can't see the chat. I don't know Gemma had to dash, but she said it's been really, really interesting. Um, Chloe ha um, said she had to dash as well, but it's been really, really helpful. She really, really enjoyed it. Um, Jess says really, really interesting. It's made her think about things. Thanks a million. Jack says thanks. Really? Kay, Kay said love it, uh, love this. Jess said thank you. It's been really, really great. Oh, that's awesome, nice. Johnny. So, so no, much, so much awesome feedback. No, I love, I love it. I love it. I love, um, I love uh, that you all got involved. It was really nice. And and for those that weren't able to, that's cool. No problem. I don't, I don't, I don't take it to heart. It's all right. <laughs> but thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Thank you, Johnny. Honestly, it's been amazing. Thank you very much. Team, this should be available on record as well. I'll, I'll crop 
I think I've got enough to stitch two recordings together because of Zoom. But yeah, this will be available on record so you can watch it back maybe as you go through those resources and stuff as well over the next few days and weeks. And yeah, hopefully it should be really helpful. Cool. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you again. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah.